This week's episode of What Would Venus Do takes place on Valentine's Day. Frankly, the ladies aren't sure what they will discuss at first, until they crack their hearts open to share their relationships, marriages, and what Valentine's Day represents to someone who doesn't subscribe to the consumerist aspect of the holiday. Other topics include loving someone exactly as they are, allowing them to be themselves, and what it means to love someone when it doesn't come easily to do so. This heart-focused episode presents valuable messages not only for Valentine's Day, but to be remembered every day, whether in relationship or not. Hello, and welcome to the next episode of What Would Venus Do? We're recording on Valentine's or Galentine's Day, and I don't really know where this conversation is going to go, but we were just, the past two weeks, we've just been sharing our love of of Barry Keogh, or however you say his name, Um, and then it seems that there's been an influx of Valentine's with his images on it, which is interesting, Um, but... Yeah, I don't know if anyone wants to. Well, first of all, I just want to say public safety announcement, not really, public service announcement. Tomorrow on the 15th, flowers are going to be 50% off. So don't buy your flowers today on this very commercialized holiday, which, you know, of course, if you want to share your love, share your love, but don't get suckered into the more expensive everything and go buy your flowers tomorrow get yourself a nice little bushel to put on your kitchen table um so I just want to say that to our I I love that I had to pick something up after I dropped Woody off at kindy this morning and the whole the just aisles and aisles of flower cut flowers and chocolates and and I thought that to myself like what are all these flowers going to be up to tomorrow so thank you and you know, to our listeners, I'm not a big, I, I'm not a big Valentine's Day person. I think it, I think in that sense, it, I don't vibe with the heavily uh, commercialized, uh, marketed side side of it that uh, is basically all about sugar. <laughs> and so many of our holidays, American holidays, do revolve around sugar, unfortunately, if you if you look into this further. But yeah, I'm not for the sugar and the cut flowers, so to speak, but I can get behind a day to celebrate love. And, and I don't think we need a reason or a holiday, but to tell the people in your life that you love them and you're grateful for them okay fine then that that aspect of it I will I will take and I think the other thing that we wanted to do here is turn that around in ourselves of how we show ourselves that love and self-love to talk about products which we are all (laughs) um product obsessed yes one thing I want to note though it is interesting 
And I guess it's because we live in such um, an autopilot society where it's like we're doing the same we're running around the hamster wheel basically same thing every day and you know the holidays all holidays are a moment to kind of step out of that and really be present or at least that's what I take them to be um to be present with your loved ones so obviously with valentine's to be present with your girlfriends or your partner um, and for the other holidays as well. And I do know that sometimes that autopilot and consumerism mindset kind of seeps into that as well, which sucks. But if you're someone who wants to be more intentional and doesn't quite want to associate yourself with that, then just taking it for being an opportunity to be present with your loved ones, which is what I'm going to be doing later. Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, just to, before we dive into the next tangent, um, I really don't like holidays very much. I don't. um, And I like that sentiment in general, just the idea of like, first of all, we are love, like we're the breath of love. Like we're not like, it's not something that you can whittle down to like one single day in the month of February. So just fuck that. Um, But you know, that it's also me not wanting to be the Grinch because as soon as you're like, I don't like holidays, everybody's like, you're a Grinch. I'm like, whatever, I don't care. Um, It's more so like the display of them and like, Christmas when everyone's getting stressed out about like buying presents and like putting on a big show it should it should be less and I I do love to host like I've never hosted a Christmas but I do like to host and it's not enjoyable yeah Kristen has a couple times but I like to host things for people and my approach is more so that it's like an expression of my my love and and creativity with like cooking and things like that whereas I feel like some people it's more of like I'm putting on a show and that is not a a, it's not the best feeling because if you're putting on a show then you have these like high expectations of how you want people to respond to it and at the end of the day you're going to stress yourself out and probably be let down but if you're you know, viewing it as just an expression, then it's kind of like, ah, just feels more fulfilling. Yeah. And my thing too, is just like, I don't like the feeling of needing to do things in specific time frames. It's like, if I see something out when I'm shopping, and I really think it's going to be perfect for you, I'd love to buy that and give it to you. I don't want to be forced into this window of time where I have to buy every present for every person that I've ever met. And then I feel all of this pressure because when it's coming naturally out of me, it's easy to buy for people. When it's being forced, you forget it. It's like a, a mad dash to the register. You know what I mean? To like make sure that you haven't forgotten anybody. So anyway, I mean. Well, I like where we're going already because we're just, we're break. What we're doing is we're breaking down the illusion of holidays because we are love. And every day should be present and represented of Sarah, what you just said, that if you see something for someone in your life that would make them smile, 
oh, ooh, do I need to wait for their birthday to, to, to give that to them? The answer is hell no. But the uh, consumeristic culture in which we live in, you know, tells us of to mark these days as giving that kind of significance. But, and, th and that's what is, oh, did you just get sick? And that's what, and that's what always makes me mad about about days like Valentine's Day, because I remember when I was younger it, and it would make me feel basically a shitty day if you were single, that you it was amplified that you didn't have someone special in your life or if you yeah, or if you did, then I need to buy a six dollar Hallmark card uh and your favorite chocolates you know oh to to mark the day and neither are correct and neither seems, yeah it seems so mechanical yes oh, it just like defeats the purpose so invitation to express your love and embody love as often as you can every single day Right. I'm I'm curious about everyone's love language, love languages. Has anyone looked at that? What do we think about that? Does it even seem do we even I mean like I can look at it from about five different angles, but for me yes, <laughs> it is to um it's 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 what's the word? it's not expansive enough. There's too much, you know? So, I mean, I don't know that I, I guess if you want to say, what's your love language, what's my love language, it's like allowing me to be who I am. That's my oh. love language, but that's not, um, that's no. not one of them, but it should be the, the only one. Right, right, right. So like, that's kind of it. Like people have right acts of service and, um, words of affirmation, physical touch, you know, all of the, these kinds of things. And like, of course there's a time and a place for everything, but, um, as far as I'm concerned, the only kind of love I'm interested in receiving is the type that just allows me to be who it is that I am. I just posted something in my stories that was just like, the only kind of love, like the only kind of love essentially that I want is I let you be you and you let me be me and anything else is torture. And I truly feel that way. I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but that is certainly how I've experienced it. Yeah. And I love you shared something with me about the individuality channels and how August and I are both that. And the quote that you shared was so dead on because that's always how I pictured our relationship and our connection is basically like empowering one another to be the best versions of ourselves and to be really encouraging towards one another's pursuits and what makes each other happy and what makes like what our our dreams are and just like never never saying no or depriving one another of that and just like, you know, through our relationship, just like growing as much as we can into the most aligned, accurate, correct human beings that we are. That's so beautiful. Thank you. 
so beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to just go ahead and be really brutally honest right now. And things have not been very, very good between my husband and I lately for a while. And so you asked me what my love language is and I, it's, it's been really hard because I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a season of my relationship and my marriage where we, we have two small boys and so much of my love and both of our loves are being poured out into them. And the priority has not been for a long time on pouring that love into, into each other. And it's only something that we can both be aware of and work on, but it's, um, it's not ideal and it's been really, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been really, really hard. But then I look at, you know, I look into Archer and Haywood's eyes and that we created these two blue eyed, perfect humans. And, and that is the, that is the love that, that is the, that is the love. Look what our love has has led to and created and and I'm I'm sure we'll get it back. I I know that we will get it back one day. But that that day isn't today and it's just it's it's, it's accepting that and it's being um uh okay with it, I guess and just trying to, um, we're trying to find each other again, I think. Yeah. yeah, thank you for being so honest. I actually posted a TikTok recently about how allergic to pretense that I am. And I know that there's a lot of people out there who are just going to act like everything's perfect in their lives. And they're living like the most perfect life everything they have all the things that they've ever wanted and like deep down there's a lot of things that aren't working quite right that aren't fitting together quite right at the present moment and I think that kind of behavior can feed into um, the pressure that we feel socially to all create the same kind of life because it's like well that person has the perfect life I should do it too meanwhile the person you're looking at has all kinds of shit that's brewing under the surface it is human right like there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with being sad or being unhappy or being melancholic or not connecting. It is just as human as connecting and being happy and being joyful. The problem is that we put too much emphasis on needing to feel the latter feelings that we think that the former ones are bad or that we've done something wrong or that, you know, whatever the case may be. And it just isn't like that. There are seasons in everyone's life. We all change. If you don't change, you're getting more kind of, I mean, for lack of a better terminology, you're you're just in a sense decaying. 
and you're stagnating. And so you're going to see these really dynamic changes happen within you and within the people that are closest to you. And that may bring you farther apart on the wave. And then maybe down the line, you come closer together on the wave, but it's not anybody's fault. And so trying to point fingers and be angry at it is just such a waste of time and creates so much more contentiousness than need be there. It's like sometimes where there's a quote and I can't remember who it's by, but it's the, the concept of being dancers that sometimes we move closer to each other in the dance and sometimes we're further away, but like we're doing our own dances. You know, we have our own geometry for being here and it is not dependent on someone else's um, geometry. And if we try and, and, you know, the not self and human design loves these really deep dependencies where we can't like live without the other person. It's like you make do with what you have in front of you within your own heart and your own mind. And you accept the people that are around you the way that they're showing up right now. And that's how you move through the more stuffy portions of life. I think now I haven't been in a marriage, but I have been in long-term relationships and like in those relationships when we're not allowed to expand or grow, that's when the relationship's over. Even if we're, you know, moving apart, it's like if one person stops wanting to do the, the, the growing um, or the changing or the expanding. So um, of course I have a lot more to learn about these things, but this is just what my experiential intuitive self has come to just like understand about the nature of these types of nuclear relationships. It's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. And if you tell me that it is, I'm going to know you're full of bullshit anyway. So there's no, there's no reason to have to, to think that that's what it needs to always be. Oh, I love that you just said all of that. I needed to hear it, I think. And I think I've been in denial, really. I think I've been in denial because I'm such a, I'm such a, I'm such a positive, hopeful, romantic, optimistic person. So if I were to be asked anytime, probably this past year, you know, how are you doing? How, how is your marriage doing? And not so, you know, blanketed, it would be asked that way, but I would say, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. We're, we're really good, but but like you said, that's not, that's not true. And it, it it's not, and when you're with someone for, for as long as we have been, and you go through different seasons of life, like you said, individually first from your own heart, it, you, there, there are, there are times when things aren't good and you're not connected and, and, it, and that that's okay, actually. And those are times to be honored too, not quickly tried to, um, you know, be, be skimmed over or buried until a better time arises, which inevitably it will, but I think that's what I'm coming to terms with, that it's okay for things to not look and feel 
the way that I wish they did. Yeah. And I loved what you said about like you're finding one another again, because we, you, you both are growing, like both parties of the relationships, like, unless like Sarah said, when one stops wanting to grow or both do, then it's kind of, it's the end of the relationship. So this just means that you're both growing and turning into new individuals all of the time. And so you have to be able to meet each other where you're at in that new version of you. And there's been like a lot of transition with you guys, like in a, it feels like a very condensed amount of time too. So it is, you know, like overnight you become a mother, right? And that's a completely different identity. And so it's, it's, it's like being able, like you said, to find one another again in the current identity that you're existing in. And I'm not going to give up in the sense that I, you know, I feel, I feel in the time that we're coming up in, uh, you know, that there's three of us on our call and two of our two of our parents are we're from divorced family Sarah and myself so it, I I just feel that we live in a time as well that if things get you know bumpy you know you you can just quick to like oh let's let's get divorced and and it and it's just a very common thing and I I read once that um that there was a, a couple, you know, an older couple that were married, you know, f- forever. And they, and they asked, um, you know, th- they were asked like, how did you, you know, how did you last for, for your lifetime together? And it was that, it was that they never, they, they never turned their backs on each other. They never gave up on each other and and that it was that they I think the the wife had said that there were years where we didn't like each other and that we went through these seasons of of life where where I think they said there was you know a five-year period where they didn't get along or like each other at all but they but they worked through it and they stayed together and and that that story always has stayed within my heart, because I think nowadays, if you were in that period of a five year, things are really not going your way and, and you're not connecting or uh, a a couple isn't finding one another, then, you know, you're, you're headed for divorce or you're, 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 um, you're not going to last. Whereas what would happen if you, if you allowed each other to do that dance independently and and stuck it out. And I think that, and I just, I'm applying that to my own circumstances now, but I think that that is uh, just ve- very telling of a loyalty and a respect and a commitment to each other that, is taken for granted nowadays. 
Yeah. Um, totally agree. And I think that, you know, it's all, it all comes down to the individual, you know, what's correct for each individual. And I think more often than not, when people divorce, it's like, good luck because you didn't work on the underlying issues that were causing the problem and the rift to begin with. And you are going to get into the same exact situation promise. Like I almost can promise you. And I think part of what it is to be in a relationship that's really alive is to not disassociate from it and live into in the idealism because you can't bear the truth of whatever pain is there. You have to surrender to the, the pain of not being connected. You have to allow yourself to feel the feelings. Otherwise you're floating away from connection. You can't actually be connected if you're not invested in what's happening with the other person because you've decided to write them off or you've decided to close your heart off to them or you've decided to do any of those things. And so it's like, you know, there's something in human design, it's called our nodal environment. And our environment is far more a quality of experience than it is a physical material reality. And it's like, you need to surrender to your life. You have to allow your body to be inside of its life with all of the really shitty little moments that you're feeling really having to decide to enter into conflict, even when you'd rather brush it under the rug, because you know that if you're not true to yourself, then that's going to ultimately lead to, um, a, a, in a sense, a decay of the relationship itself. And so it's like you have to be fighting for who it is that you are and stay invested while the other person may be hurting you in certain ways, because otherwise you're just cutting yourself off from your own heart. So there's like all of this um, needing to surrender into the life of your body, you know, and into the feeling states of things that are not so positive in order to really like stay tightly, you know, bound, even in the moments where you fucking hate each other, frankly, you know, mm -hmm. you have to be invested in it. So, and, and, you know, there's a lot of people who just kind of, they just disassociate what is it? They live a life of quiet. I don't know what the word is. Quiet suffering. They're just, they've just, um, they've resigned themselves to it. And then they just leave because they've lost all connection because they haven't been invested in their lives. So, um, yeah. and that's true for everything. That's true for every relationship, not yeah. just a familial, romantic, etc. cetera. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like relationships with anyone, it's an opportunity to really explore the depths of intimacy and vulnerability. And like Sarah was saying, the the connection you have with your emotions as well. And plenty of people can like be on the surface. And if something painful comes they either like abort mission, like divorce or separate, or they numb themselves so that they don't experience the feeling. But these times of, of tension and intense emotions are really an opportunity to like go deeper and to be completely honest with yourself, but through being honest with the other person. Yeah. And I mean, that, that is being alive to 
to be that honest and to be so in touch with what is the truth of your your being and to express it to someone else. So yeah, the tough times suck, but afterwards it's like the this it's like being re restitched and reinforced and the bond is tighter and yeah, so it's it's really relationships are a beautiful opportunity. It would it would be easy to just be a solo person and you wouldn't evolve and you wouldn't have this much connection with your emotions and who you are. So I'm grateful for you know the portal of re- that relationships hold. It's deep spiritual work, isn't it? And it's mm-hmm. and it's the moments in our life like you both have been saying with with not just in a romantic sense but in in every sense in all ways that we need to communicate as human beings if you can't be vulnerable and intimate and 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 honest from from a place that that is is true then what do we have? What, what, what actually are we left with? And, and that is a reality that is is too sad to even comprehend to me. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm real. I feel better for having this conversation with you both. And I'm glad that we, that we had the courage and that intimacy within ourselves to 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 go there and say it today cuz that's what valentine that, that's what this should all be <laughs> all be about of of the breath of love and that we are all love and the the miracle of of experiencing those deep emotions this is actually what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. Just to answer your question, what do we have? We have a shimmer. We have a facade, you know, we're living inside of a facade and that's, that is more empty than you could ever want to fathom, you know, and there isn't, there's no, there's no life there. So I agree, Kristen with, you know, just <laughs> I was like let's talk about products today I know <laughs> we thought we were gonna talk about product which maybe eventually but <laughs> no yeah I mean you know there's plenty of there's plenty of stuff to talk about there but I feel like very on brand for Valentine's Day I just made a TikTok like not an hour ago about quid pro quo love too about just the concept of wanting to are rejecting and being allergic to the the concept that like you need to behave a specific way in order for me to love you you know I, I I hate that shit so um just to say like you can't get people to be what you want them to be in order to love them like you have to figure out how to love honor and accept yourself and meet people from that place and be able to go into difficult conflicts from that place out of love, out of respect for the relationship. So um, 
the shit isn't easy. It is the deepest spiritual work. It, it actually is. It's, you know, it is, it is live and breathing right there with you at every moment. And so, um, yeah, it, this is a lot. This is a big one. And it makes me think of, I've been, um, I'm just, I'm full of it today, but I, <laughs> I've been really into, uh, into Jesus and God and trying to have a, a deeper relationship there in my life. And it reminds me, Sarah, you just saying that of there's something in the Bible that says to not to love your enemies. And it's like, Ooh, that's like, love your enemies and pray for them. So it, just on the back of what, what you just said, that we, that we're not only being asked to like, forgive people and to, and to find love in our hearts or understanding or compassion, but actually love those who we find it most sometimes difficult or challenging to be around and to pray for their, you know, to pray for their good fortune. And that is, that is, yes, Archer, we hear you too. That is no small order, man. That is like, to actually do that in in practice it 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 takes so much spiritual discipline and a and 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 a compassion from inside of yourself that is 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 so profound that i mean i'm i don't think any of us are are there yet but to love the difficult people in our lives and um to, to, to really work on that within ourselves without trying to change them or, tr or wishing that they were um, easier for our own sake, for our own sanity and, and anxiety levels or stress levels to deal with. That um, is a lesson I'll be learning for a, a very, very long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole fucking rabbit hole that I'm not, I'm not going to touch it because, because that's a whole nother episode. But, um, just to say, uh, this was, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to, to chew on here for everyone. Yeah. I feel like we can close it up at this. Um, or like Sarah says, we'll be here for another quite a bit and we we can't do that today but maybe next week we'll we'll broach that topic or something else who knows well I love I love the way that this unfolded and I hope that everyone is enjoying this new format oh his eyes are tearing up hey oh he's so sweet um, I hope you all are enjoying this new format of just our receptiveness and pulling from each other as well to have a conversation with one another that flows really naturally. And we will see you next week. Love you all. Bye. Bye. That's it. Immense gratitude for you for tuning in. And as Kristen puts it so well. And I just want to say to any 
listener, that there's there's a lot more nectar and juicy honey where that came from. 